This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 618. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 618. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Oh my goodness. Here we are another Monday in January in this gift of 2022, which keeps on proving itself to be a real gem. <laughs> so last weekend, I did my plan and prep last weekend, like eight days ago, nine days ago, I did my plan and prep pajama party, which was so much fun. It was our fourth annual plan and prep pajama party. And holy cow, Those of you who showed up live, I appreciate you so much. It was absolutely incredible to see all the plans you are putting into action this year. And I have to say, I was so lit up afterwards. I actually was laughing with my husband. I took the dog for a walk right when we got done. And I told him when I got back from the walk, I was like, I had to go for a walk to like calm myself down because I was so pumped up from being around so many people who were ready to light 2022 up. So Thank you to everyone who showed up live. It was absolutely incredible. A number of you then enrolled in Momentum Mamas in our membership community, which has been really, really fun and exciting to get to see who is joining us during this season of onboarding. So we are currently an opening enrollment for Momentum Mamas. So if you're at all interested in joining us in our membership community, you can pop over to shamelessmom.com momentum and learn all about that. We are only having enrollment open for a short time. And so make sure you do that right away. We're closing enrollment at the end of the day on January 25th. And I don't want you to miss out on that. This is a special, special community. And if you're in need of some support right now and some people, women, moms championing you and your efforts and 
all the things that you want to do in 2022, we got you and you definitely want to join us. So you can check that all out at shamelessmom.com slash momentum. So in conjunction with wrapping up the pajama party and opening up enrollment for Momentum Mamas, I did a Facebook Live on Tuesday in our private Facebook group. So our it's a private Facebook group, but any Shameless Moms can join. It's totally free. And so, and you can join if you're not in it, if you go to shamelessmom.com slash Facebook. And so in that Facebook group, I did a Facebook Live on Tuesday morning, talking a little bit about the pajama party, doing a bit of a recap on a couple key takeaways, helping moms learn a few takeaway tips on how to make small steps that lead to big courage in 2022. And I have to tell you what happened at the beginning of this Facebook Live. So I got myself all set up for the Facebook Live and I go to turn on my video. I'm going to do it on my phone. And you know when you turn your phone on so that the camera reflects back on you and you look and you're like, whoa, like today is not the day to be on camera. (laughs) And I just looked rough. (laughs) And at first I was like, maybe it's the lighting. I'm like trying to like shift the lighting, like switch the angle a little bit in my office. I was like, no, it's just me. Like this is just me today. So I get on Facebook Live and all I can see is like the fatigue of the last two years just weighing down on my face, like wrinkles and bags and just grind, like grind on my face. (laughs) It was a lot. And I was like, oh, this is what it looks like when you've been holding it together for two years. (laughs) And so part of me was like, maybe I should reschedule this Facebook Live. Like people are going to think I'm ill. And then I thought, no, like this is how we're showing up right now. We are showing up with our two years of living in a pandemic face. And those faces, we just, there's a little more wear and tear on them and that's okay. Also, at the time of that Facebook Live and at the time of this recording a few days later, my husband's in quarantine because he had a really close contact with someone who turned out to be COVID positive. And so we're trying to keep Vinny in school and keep the rest of our family safe. So he's in quarantine. I did something to hurt my back. So I'm like intermittently icing my back, which I'm actively ignoring the back thing because I'm like, well, if you have one parent in quarantine, like no one has time for a back injury, right? So Like someone has to keep this household running. Someone has to keep things on its axis. And so here we go. And I was laughing as I was writing notes for this episode because I was like, oh, I'm like living the episode right now. And so what I was realizing and piecing together is as I was typing notes to you about how the world has failed moms in the pandemic, I was like, oh, look at me. (laughs) Look at me icing my back so I can hold it all together while my partner's in quarantine so my kid can stay in school and like, and, 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 right? So here's the thing. We have completely set mothers up to fail in this pandemic. 100%. We have set mothers up to fail in this pandemic. But you probably, instead of feeling like the world has set you up to fail during this pandemic, you probably have constantly been feeling like you're just failing yourself because that's the messaging that we get, right? Like just try harder and you have a lot going for you. So like focus on that and like pick yourself up by your bootstraps, which you talked a little bit about last week in that episode. And we have all this messaging around like, just try a little harder. But the truth is, is that we set mothers up to fail in this pandemic because for decades before the pandemic, we told them that they could and should do it all. For decades, for like 70 years, we have conditioned moms that you can do it all and you can just keep adding to your plate. So it's not like you can do it all because you can do anything you want and therefore should be able to be discerning around not doing certain things in order to do other things. It's been like you can do it all by just continuing to pile things on your plate. And that's really tiring. That's really hard. So when we've been conditioned 
to this, we can do it all and we should do it all. Like we should be like the model employee while being being the perfect mom, which statistics now show that moms currently, full moms who work full-time currently spend more time with their children in face-to-face contact than moms who did not work outside of the home in the 50s and 60s. So we have a whole generation of moms who are doing more than two full-time jobs and now they're enduring a pandemic. And we have for 70 years have told them like, but this is a great opportunity. Moms can do anything. Moms should, we should do it all. And now we're breaking under the pressure and nobody's talking about it. We're showing up on screens, Zoom screens and Facebook Lives and videos and all these places. And we're like, holy cow, where did the wrinkles come from? (laughs) Why am I tired? What are those bags under my eyes from? But we're told that you just need to get through this season or this week and we internalize that. We think like, oh, it's just a hard day. It's a hard quarter at work. It's a hard this or hard that. And we think I'll just push through and then it will get better. We also tell ourselves that you should be aware of how good you have it because you have it a lot better than other people. So who are you to complain? And I caught myself doing that this week. I thought caught myself saying like, yeah, it's hard to have a partner in quarantine, but also like, I'm so lucky that I'm not sick and he's not sick. You know, he's feeling a little run down, but while we're waiting for his COVID results, We're going on day three now of being quarantined, waiting for these results. But like, it could be way worse. I could be scared for his like health. A year ago, if he had COVID, I would be really scared for his health before vaccinations came out. So I keep thinking like, well, but we have it so much better than so many other people. Like, who am I to complain? And I even said this today to my therapist, like, I don't feel like I can complain because it could be so much worse. What if I had three kids and my partner was quarantined? That would be way harder. So we've been conditioned to think like, well, I have it better than a lot of other people. So I really shouldn't complain. And then on top of that, you think it's not that bad. You're not that tired. You should just stay focused, try a little harder, keep pushing through. So we just minimize, minimize, minimize. And our society creates a lot of space for that minimalization in order to let us keep going. Nobody stops to say like, wow, it kind of seems like moms are doing way too much right now. Like, how are we going to step in and help them? Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wannabe Clutter Free a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. 
but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So I want you to be really clear that you're telling yourself that you should just push through and that you can get through this hard day or hard week and that things will be better just around the corner. But the reality is, is you've been doing that for almost 700 days as we approach the two-year mark, almost 700 days. For almost 700 days now, you haven't been able to take a break. And society hasn't acknowledged the load on mothers for the last two years or the decades preceding the last two years. For 700 days, there's been no end in sight. For 700 days, social media has made it look like everyone else is faring just fabulously. So you should probably get your shit together because it's not that bad. For almost 700 days, you have not been presented with solutions that make anything easier. You've maybe been presented with or been able to figure out man or maneuver some temporary workarounds that work for a hot second, but they only work until the next dumpster fire. And we've seen this over and over and over in terms of how our government has handled COVID and in terms of how workplaces have handled parenting during COVID and how workplaces have handled mothers during COVID and the load on mothers during COVID. So it's all just like, here, let us put a little bandaid on it so we can get through this week or this season. But like every week or every season, there's a new dumpster fire and we just keep adding on all these band-aids. It reminds me of the your license plate tags where like you add a new sticker every year. So this year I went to go add a new sticker and like it literally like it wouldn't stick and there was too many stickers on. And I was telling my husband, I was like, oh my God, I just paid a lot of money for this sticker and I can't make it stay. Like it's just too many band-aids, too many band-aids. <laughs> like we need to like rip off all the band-aids and figure out a better solution. So we keep telling ourselves that we can do it and that we can make it through and that we just need to focus and push harder and be a little stronger and like just make it through this one moment. And that's not really the solution. And that's not what we need. Like, yes, we need a pep talk in a big, huge way. And I hope that listening to the show over the last two years has been that pep talk for you and coming to my different events and workshops and different things that we've provided online during this time. I hope those are all pep talks that have been supportive because we absolutely need those pep talks. But here's the thing you actually need some other things too. You actually need to be recognized for what you've been through. We need to recognize that mothers have experienced very real levels of trauma over the last two years. So this might be capital T trauma in terms of like a massive loss, or it might be a little t trauma where it's just this constant wear and constant worry that has impacted your mental health or your physical health or your livelihood in a variety of ways. All of that counts and all of that matters, but we're not recognizing that at all. We're not recognizing the impact of the last two years on mothers in any way. So instead, culture, because we're not recognizing that, culture just tells us like to just keep going because it's really not that bad. Because until someone validates how hard it's been, we just think it's just on our heads. And the reality is it's not just in your head. This has been a really, really hard time. I want you to think about the worry that you've had to carry because 
the worry that you've had to carry around your kids' health, your partner's health, your own personal health, the worry that you've had to carry about around job security and job stability, the worry that you've had to carry around housing or food security for some people, the worry that you've had to carry around your kids' education and your kids' mental health and your personal mental health. On top of that, you've been carrying grief and loss. So sick family members, potentially loss of family members, potentially job losses, for sure event cancellations and connections lost. When we are canceling event after event after event, it's easy to be dismissive of like, well, like we had to cancel that dinner party or that trip, or then it's that wedding, or it was a funeral, or it was a graduation. And the long-term impact of canceling all those things is a really big deal. And there hasn't been space to grieve any of that because you cancel those things and the next day you're again, another dumpster fire. You haven't had the time to recognize that you've lost a lot of personal time, maybe all of your personal time as your household is just always full of people now. Perhaps you've lost your sense of self. Perhaps you've lost your sense of identity. And sometimes this is layered on losing all that in motherhood anyway. And now it's like getting the second layer of losing it in this pandemic in a whole different way. And I've heard from so many of you that you've lost your sense of purpose beyond just making it through the day. So the first thing that you actually really need right now is recognition around how hard this has been, around the fact that you have been enduring a trauma this whole entire time, whether it's a big T trauma or little T trauma that's been wearing on you persistently and consistently over the last two years. Because if we can recognize that, then we can recognize, okay, I really do need to rest. Okay, I really do need to heal. Okay, I really do need to take a look at what do I need? I don't even know what I need. I don't even know if I need rest or time to heal. I don't even know, like I haven't had the time to process any of it. That recognition is really, really important. And so I want to invite you to give yourself permission to just think about what do I need to be recognized for? Like what is the hustle I've endured in the face of worry and grief and loss to keep things afloat? And how am I going to acknowledge that I've done that? The next thing you really need, you actually need is connection and camaraderie. So when I talked about losses a minute ago, and I talked about the loss of events, any one event, for the most part, while we might be sad or frustrated about the loss of that event, we, for the most part, again, if it's the loss of a wedding or the loss of a funeral or the loss of like a really big life event, we might feel the trauma of it a little bit more, the grief of it a little bit more. But for a lot of the losses of events, it's just been like, well, another thing that has to get canceled. But when we look at the impact of and the accumulation of canceling in-person time and canceling events with people, the loss of connection and camaraderie and the lack of it that we're experiencing over the long run really takes a toll. And where I've seen this take a toll for moms, moms are typically already really isolated and really struggle with loneliness. Like this is pre-pandemic statistically proven. Women and moms specifically struggle with isolation and loneliness and it's not talked about and it's definitely not cool to be like, hey, like I'm a mom who feels really lonely and isolated. Like that's just not a conversation that we're having in society, but it's definitely happening and we see it, especially when we look at stats around mental health and moms, when we see stats around depression and anxiety, a lot of that is connected to the isolation and loneliness of mothers. So when we have this ongoing lack of connection and camaraderie with moms, what we're looking at is we're looking at moms who don't have a place to talk things out and to vent or a place to be tired and angry and just be over it all and to be like, I'm just done. Like, I'm just so fried and I'm spent. We don't have a place to be seen. 
I was talking the other day with someone about just like the importance of being seen right now because we are living in such strange times that we don't have the time to like stop and think about how much we need to be seen and how much we need to be validated on any given day because we're just trying to get through the day. But when we do have those moments to be in places where we are seen, how incredibly affirming and life-giving it is. And I noticed that in the Plan and Prep Pajama Party and I notice it very routinely inside of Momentum Mamas, inside of our membership community when there's a place for women to be seen and moms to be seen. And someone says something and someone else has this response where that first person is like, yes, that's exactly what I meant by that. You have this validation of like, oh my gosh, I matter and what I say matters and what I think matters and my connection to other women is necessary and I'm craving it and it feels good to be seen and acknowledged and heard and held. So when we don't have those places to be seen, things can feel much harder than they actually are because we aren't in a place where we can be validated on a regular basis. Also, with the loss of connection and camaraderie, a lot of times we don't have a place to laugh. I love how much we get to laugh inside of Momentum Mamas because we need those places to laugh. And whether you are laughing about your children and the weird and funny and gross and inappropriate things that they do, or you're laughing about something else that happened in your day, or you're laughing because things are just so hard, like you can't help but fall apart into laughter, all of that is really healthy and healing. We also need a place for connection and camaraderie where we can see potential and possibility and hope. Where do you have that place where you can see potential and possibility and hope? I will say inside of Momentum Mamas, this is something that we are always looking for and always leaning into, that place for potential possibility and hope. Because it exists all the time, but sometimes you have to dig really deep to find it. And sometimes if you're going it alone, it's really hard to unearth. <laughs> And so having that place where you can see potential possibility and hope is really important. And then to have a place to stretch yourself in ways where you're like, I don't know, this feels weird or different or new or uncomfortable or sticky, but this is a safe place to feel those things. And this is a safe place to try something a little bit new or different or uncomfortable or unknown or a little bit sticky. And then when we have that sense of connection and that sense of camaraderie, and we feel seen and validated and supportive, and we started to see those places where there's potential and possibility and hope, then we start to feel a stride of momentum. And we feel that like, okay, like I can put one foot in front of the other. And even if today is hard, like I know I have a soft place to land, or I know I have my people to go to where we can have a good laugh about it. Or I know that I can figure out a next step that makes sense to me, or that lights me up even on a hard day or in a hard moment. So what you actually need right now is that connection and camaraderie. And if you don't have it, I'm going to invite you. I know I said at the top of the episode, we have enrollment open for Momentum Mamas. I'm going to invite you to really take a look at if Momentum Mamas could be the right fit for you. We have a whole curriculum we're rolling out for 2022 that's absolutely phenomenal. And so if you know that you want that place to see potential and possibility and hope and a place to stretch yourself a bit, but while being held and while being heard and seen, Momentum might be a really great place for you. So again, you can go to shamelessmom.com slash momentum to check out that opportunity and see if that might be a good community for you. But in the meantime, I want you to also think about that need for connection and camaraderie in your life and where are you getting it and how are you getting it on a very regular basis. So the third thing that you actually need right now that I'm going to give you permission to step right into connects to com connection and camaraderie because oftentimes in connection and camaraderie, this comes about. So the third thing you need right now is fun. And no one's talking about that. No one's telling you that you need to go have fun right now. People are telling you a lot of other things that might be freaking you out, that might be making you feel less than or not enough, that might be making you just feel more tired, but nobody's telling you you need to just go have fun. 
So I want to give you two tips on this because this is so critical and so crucial. And I want to give you a huge layer, blessing and permission around this as well. So first, I want you to schedule joy. Where are you scheduling joy? So your joy might come in a lot of different forms. If you're an extrovert, your joy might come from being around other people in different ways. And if you're an introvert, it might come from sometimes being around other people and sometimes being by yourself. But where is that joy getting scheduled every day? So is it in quiet moments in the morning by yourself? Is it in connecting with coworkers in certain ways? Is it in connecting with friends? Is it in connecting with your partner? Where are you scheduling joy and what does it look like? And then the next thing I want you to do is to make a list of five things and you're going to actually write this down. Make a list of five things that bring you joy that take very few resources or planning. Because I want you to have this list for like any time you're in a minute, a moment where it feels like everything's falling apart. You can be like, I need my joy hit right now. And these are my go-to things. So I'm going to give you a couple ideas and you can borrow any of these. And this is a short list. <laughs> so you can take any of these and then get inspired by things that are meaningful to you. These are just some ideas that have worked well for me during the last two years. And a lot of them are things I'm bringing back after kind of feeling like in that middle of 2021, there were some like moments of hope in there, right? Where we were like, oh my gosh, like things are getting back to normal. And then I will say in this most recent moment of Omicron, like not so much. Like We've done a lot of regression in this pandemic in these recent weeks. And so I've had to go back to like, where's the joy coming from? How are you scheduling the joy? Where's the joy hits? And how can you cultivate that joy quickly? Because when you need a joy hit, it doesn't need to be like, I'll tell you, perfect example is a girlfriend of mine reached out to me a couple months ago and she's like, I'd really love to schedule a girl's trip. Girls get away sometime in 2022. We got another friend on board and we were like, okay. And she's like, I need this yesterday. Well, we didn't schedule it for like a few more months. And so, yeah, that's going to be like a massive joy hit, but it's not for a few more months. And we were both like, yeah, we can't wait that long. <laughs> so like, yes, it's on the books. It's scheduled. We're very excited for this scheduled joy. And also like, there's a long time between now and then. So how am I going to get through any random Tuesday before this girl's trip, before we go to Palm Springs? So, And who knows what's going to happen with that with the given state of the world anyways. But right now I'm like determined that it will still happen. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. 
and I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. So here are some things that I have just on my like go-to, mama needs to hit a joy, and what's that going to look like? So maybe for you, it's a certain food. So I spent a long time last week, last week or the week before, every single day on Instagram being like, here is my coffee and Oreos. Like I'm dipping Oreos into coffee every single day during this pandemic right now because it brings me joy and I need something to hold on to. And this is the thing. It is Oreos and coffee and I'm here for it. And I joked about like, having a goal of five Oreos a day minimum, like it was two Oreos minimum, but then like the actual goal on any given day might be like three, four or five. Like there's no such thing as a maximum goal. So just having fun little goals like that that are silly, but that bring you joy. Another joy hit, Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. (laughs) So those are like my two food ones right now. Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cups, which came back into my house. I was obsessed with them when I was nursing Vinny. And I got them out of the house because I couldn't stop eating them. And then I brought them back in the house with the pandemic. And now I'm like, these will just be in my house forever. I will have a peanut butter cup every day after lunch and maybe two every day after dinner. And that's just how my life is. And my life is better for it. And it brings me a lot of joy. And I am making zero effort to get peanut butter cups out of my house anytime soon. So that's like my little joy hit. If I'm in the middle of a really rough afternoon, I'm going to walk by and grab another one. By the way, I keep them in the refrigerator with the lid off so that I can grab one when I need to. Second one, second thing that I have, or second category I have on my list is TV. So I should say, like, I'm telling you things that some of these have a law of diminishing returns. So like if you eat 100 Oreos or 100 peanut butter cups, you're not going to feel awesome. So choose joy hits that and things that are fun that are going to be fun in a dose that is appropriate for you and not get beyond fun into that space of numbing that then can sometimes make you feel really awful afterwards. And so I say that especially as it relates to like food and alcohol and TV, things that we use to numb out to that sometimes definitely have that law of diminishing return where a little bit is great and then a lot is not great at all. So I want to always give that caveat. So TV, I will say that something that we have done a really good job with during this pandemic, my husband and I, outside of his current time in quarantine, is having like really deciding on what TV shows we're going to watch together that bring us joy and give us like something to do together in the evening. And so we are obsessed with succession. I was reading a thread the other day, a friend put up about succession. She just started watching it. And she's like, I want to stop watching because all these people are so awful, but I'm going to keep watching in hopes that they get better. (laughs) And the thread was like, everyone that commented was like, nope, like nobody becomes a better person on that show. Like, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but like your net, we just finished the, I think it's the third season that came out most recently. And we were like, yep, none of them are better people. (laughs) Like, when is one of them going to step up and be the better person? (laughs) So watching a TV show. So for us, it's been Succession. The Morning Show is another great one. And then of course, of course, like I'm holding my heart as I say this, Ted Lasso. Oh, so, so good. So where is that thing where maybe at the end of your day or for a break in your day where you're like, oh, like this is just the thing I'm going to go to that feels like a little gift, a little escape, a little vacation of joy. 
Next is connecting with a friend. So you know who your friends are, and I hope you have one or two of them, maybe more, where you're like, that's the thread, the text thread that I need to go on to when I need a, a joy hit or when I need a little boost, or that's the friend. I know for me, it's Marco Polo. I have a couple of friends that I have on Marco Polo where I'm like, you're the person I need right now. And like, help me get fired up, pumped up, inspired, like give me a pep talk. Like those relationships and connections are really significant. So I have a couple text threads I'm on. I have a couple of friends on Marco Polo, like just those places that you can go when things are hard and you need something to, you need to be able to tap into a relationship right away to be like, Hey, like today's a hard day. Or let me just like vent to you about this thing. Or let me just like let it all out and, or tell you a really funny story that I can't talk about on the internet or what have you. So where are those places? Cause that is a, that immediate joy hit that you can get. And that is that place that you can go for predictable fun. Another is a specific activity with your kids. So not, I understand that a lot of us for fun are not necessarily going to turn to our kids, but sometimes they are at our sides and we have to, and <laughs> we have to turn to them. And then others of us are like, oh, I love spending all the time with my kids, which is great too. So what is that specific go-to activity that you can do with your child where you know that it's going to create joy for both of you? And so there's definitely some things that's funny. Over the last week, I was finishing a puzzle that we had started over the holidays and hadn't finished. And Vinny was like, I come work on the puzzle with you but I'm on a draw because he doesn't generally like working on the puzzles I work on because I work on a thousand piece puzzles. And he likes to come work on the last like 20 pieces with me, but he'll let me work on the first 980 pieces alone. So he's like, I want to work on the puzzle with you. And I was like, yes, let's do it. And he came over and he's like, brings his pen and paper. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, no, I'm going to draw while you work on the puzzle. And I was like, great. It was still like really fun. He was doing his drawing. I was working on the puzzle. And it was really nice quality time. There's also some games that we've gotten over the pandemic, which have been games, thanks to my sister-in-law, huge shout out to my sister-in-law who picks great games for us, where I'm like, we can all have fun doing this game. I'm not like bored out of my mind doing this game. So what are some specific activities? Maybe for you, it's a hike or bike ride or skiing or some sort of activity outdoors. But those specific activities that you can turn to when you know that you need a minute of fun and maybe just a minute to lighten things up. And then next would be specific activities with your partner. So what are some specific activities that you can do with your partner, whether or not your kids are in the house, whether or not it's been a good day or a bad day that you can resort to? We early, like a few months into the pandemic, started ordering from this restaurant that we used to do date night at. Shout out to Blue Glass in Ballard. And it was such like an eye-opening, like, oh my gosh, like we can still have nice dinners even though we can't go out for date night. And this was way back when in the spring of 2020. But there's still things that we do where we're like, oh, we can still do these fun little things even when we have a lot of constraints around this pandemic and like the state of things that feels really, really good. And so what are those things that you have with your partner where you can lean back into those things, whether it's a special TV show or ordering from a special place or sneaking away and having special time together, even if you have a household full of people, where can that be happening? so that you're having fun in that relationship. And then last, a solo activity. What are your solo activities where you can lean into fun and find that fun on a moment's notice? And so for me, okay, it's always puzzles <laughs> for sure. But my other one, which I've been doing for out, throughout the entire pandemic in different kind of depending on the season and the days, different quantities of it, but it's walking the dog, walking the dog and listening to a podcast. Oh my goodness. It's just like, it constantly lights me up. It gives me space to think. It gets me outside. It allows me to tap into like some, I can listen to Brene Brown. I can listen to Dak Shepard. I can listen to an audiobook. I can listen to music, but it's often a podcast, like something that's 30 to 45, 50 minutes long that I can get through pretty quickly that just allows me to get out of reality for a minute and light up my head in a different way. So right now, 
it's not what you think. It's not that you need to be pushing harder, working harder, trying more, being more focused, like trying to just get through. It's not that. The truth is that for 700 days, you've been working at something that's really, really hard and that society is not acknowledging. We've set mothers up to fail during this pandemic because before the pandemic, we told them that they couldn't should do it all. And we have internalized that message over and over again for the last 700 days. And then for the last 70 years before that, that we can, can and we should do it all. And it's an impossible time to do it all. So you don't need to be trying to do it all. You need to actually instead be recognizing the various levels of trauma that you may have endured over the last two years. And then from there, look at where are you getting connection and camaraderie because that's absolutely essential. And then from there, look at how are you tapping into fun on a really regular basis. That's what you actually need. It's not what you think. It's not trying harder. It's not trying to do more. It's not trying to do better. It's not trying to override your body telling you that you're tired. You are tired. You don't need to do more. If this episode has been helpful, please share it out. If you think that you might need some Momentum Mamas in your life, please come check us out at shamelessmom.com slash momentum. And I will see you back here on Wednesday for a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.